Hello, this is Courtney Gibbon with Mindset for Medical Moms, episode 22, What to Do When Things Are Going Wrong. Welcome to Mindset for Medical Moms. I'm your host, Courtney Gibbon, fellow medical mom and life coach. I'm here to help you handle everything from doctor's appointments to surgery so you can feel confidence and peace as you navigate the ups and downs of medical motherhood. This podcast will share strategies and real life tools to strengthen your mindset and increase your emotional resilience. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, moms. How are you doing, you wonderful, beautiful moms? Me, I'm feeling really rested. I've been putting myself to sleep pretty early, and it feels really great. It actually is probably not that early for an average person, but early for me, who is a night owl and could easily stay up till 1am without even trying. But being completely ready for bed by like 10 p.m., 9.30, 10 is literally unheard of for me. Um, I've been trying to give myself a bedtime and as a result, I feel really incredible when I wake up because my kids still climb in bed with me in the middle of the night, but at least it's not a bit as obnoxious because I'm getting more sleep than before. So... I've been feeling really good by putting myself to bed early. Who would have thought? One way I'm taking care of myself is actually prioritizing sleep. I am sending all of you a hopeful early bedtime so that you can feel rested too. All right, moms, let's talk about the opposite of what we talked about last week. Let's talk about what happens and what to do when things are going wrong. Last week's episode was about things going well, and this is a follow-up to the episode on the opposite spectrum. When things aren't working the way you thought they were going to, when your plans change, when your child's health declines, when there are hiccups, or maybe just a slew of appointments and therapies and you feel really exhausted, what to do then? When things are piling up, this is the time I want you to zoom in. This is my first tip for you during this time in your life. Zoom in. Sometimes we need to zoom in. Sometimes we need to zoom out and see the bigger picture. But when things are not going well for you, when there are complications or side effects, this is a time to zoom in. I want you to focus your energy to the short term. This is the time to slow down your brain and think about the next few days versus the next six months. I have a rule for myself. I say, I will worry about something when I actually have something to worry about. This means when my brain starts spinning out and I have already practiced noting, noticing that it's spinning out, so I'll notice it, my spiral of thoughts the quickness that the overwhelm follows and I'll start questioning if it's something that I actually need to be worrying about. I'll ask myself, is this 
actually happening right now? Or is this something that could happen in two weeks? Meaning I'm looking at my thoughts and questioning if they're really about the present or this future I've thought about and created in my mind. Bringing myself to the present allows me to look at the facts. If I start spinning out about potential side effects, complications, potential outcomes, surgery issues, I'm living outside of the present and into a future that does not yet exist. So I notice myself, I notice my brain, and then I decide if this is something that I really need to worry about. Now, there is a difference between intentionally thinking about the future, problem solving for potential issues that come up, planning for the future versus spinning out and indulging in overwhelm. That first choice to intentionally plan for the future is helpful and can be used proactively. The latter, however, is unhelpful and generally makes you feel worse. If you need to thoroughly think things through about your child's future, about your own future or your family's future, set aside time to do that. And I want that specific time to be when you've had a little bit of rest, right? If you're in the hospital right now and you just are not sleeping well, I want you to plan for the future after you've taken a nap, after you've been able to eat a meal. Every time you start feeling overwhelmed and spinning out of control is not the time to start making plans. I want you to make sure you have the emotional energy to spend thinking about a painful or stressful period of your life. If you are having to plan, I want you to be in the best shape as you possibly can. When you're upset and when you're in a moment of anxiety and um, panic, that's not the time to try to plan out your future or your child's future or make decisions about either. This is the time to care for yourself, to ground yourself in the present and to help yourself feel the feelings you're experiencing. If you're in a tough spot, the best thing you can do for yourself is focus on just the next few days. Go over the facts and what decisions you need to make only for like the next seven days with the facts right in front of you, not the possible facts, not the facts that could happen, but the present. What are the facts today about my child? What are the facts about me as in the present right now? Those are the things that matter. Maybe this means having some tough conversations with your care team. Maybe that is spending some time offline with your family. Maybe this means giving yourself rest, whatever it is. Don't start planning for those worst case scenarios in a moment of panic. Plan for the next few days. Arguing with reality is not something I suggest because it's not going to help you. This is something we all do, so it's completely normal. However, arguing with your circumstances in life on whether or not they should be happening is not going to help you get through it faster or make you stronger. 
Okay, arguing with reality sounds like this shouldn't be happening. This is not how my life is supposed to be. And even if you deeply feel this, this is not how my life is supposed to be, it's going to make your life more painful. Arguing with your reality is painful because you will always be losing. Now, this doesn't mean that I agree with all of the bad things that have happened to you or believe that things are supposed to happen to you. But when you argue with the circumstances in your life and you start saying, this isn't how it's supposed to be, even though it is, it in some way invalidates the stuff that you're going through, the strength you are doing. The things you have to face and admit to yourself every day that you're doing this. You invalidate your whole experience when you start arguing with what you're going through. This actually happens a lot around diagnosis. I myself remember having to believe that I heard the right words from the doctors. I kept thinking, maybe I just heard them wrong. Maybe this is not what happened at all and I'm just being dramatic. My brain told me that I misunderstood the doctors. Even though I heard the words from the doctor's mouth that my child may need a heart transplant, I still wanted to argue with my reality, thinking, well, I could have just misunderstood. As if they're going to let a pregnant lady walk out with a misunderstanding about such a thing. Keeping yourself grounded in the present by reminding yourself of these facts, the facts in front of you, will help you not spin out in this overwhelm. The next suggestion I have for you during the hard times is asking yourself, what are you making this mean? This period in your life, the next several months, the next week, whatever it is, are you making it mean something harmful or helpful? Are you making complications mean you did something wrong? Are you making their health be a sign of their worthiness or your worthiness or your value as a mother? What you make the hard times mean is important. We make meaning out of everything. So gaining some awareness around it is helpful for you because your thoughts are not always helpful or accurate. I don't necessarily want you to change your thoughts, but just bringing awareness around it can help you see the connection between your thinking and your feelings. Your thoughts can cause unnecessary pain and contribute to the overwhelm that you're feeling. So my suggestion is that you think about what you're thinking about, right? I want you to zoom out this time and see your brain, see your thoughts, watch your own brain like an observer, because our brain is like a little computer, busting out thoughts, taking care of our bodies, running the whole system. But us, the being inside of us, is the one consuming the thoughts, consuming the information, 
our body gives. But what we don't realize is we get to filter whatever we choose. We get to keep the thoughts that serve us, that help us, that are good for us. And we don't have to keep the thoughts that are painful or horrible or unkind to us. We don't have to keep them. We can act as a filter for our brain. The thoughts are just going to come because our brain is doing its job. It's just computing the thoughts out. Boom, boom, boom. And it's also based on an algorithm. Our brain is also doing its job based off of pattern. And if we have a habit of beating ourselves up or telling ourselves we're not good enough, the brain is just going to keep outputting that because it's easier. We've told it and we've informed it that this is the way you're supposed to go. And so it might be a little slow trying to pay attention to your thoughts. It might be a little weird and your brain might be like, what are you doing? You're messing up with the system. You can't change your Google searches now. You're changing the algorithm, dude. And you're going to be like, yeah, because the old algorithm sucks and I need some help. So by thinking about these things, by seeing your thoughts, I want you to think about where your brain goes during these times that you're stressed out, that you're overwhelmed. The times when things are hard, when you have an unexpected complication or setback or something that you consider this is going wrong, watch yourself, watch the thoughts you're thinking. What are you believing? What are you not filtering? Those thoughts are optional. You don't have to believe everything you think. Now, the most important thing I want to share with you is this. Do not suppress your feelings during this time. And I know that is easier said than done when you are focused on your child, but your feelings matter too. Feel your feelings as much as you can. Feel the sadness when you're sad. Feel the depth when you feel weak. Feel it all. Allow it to just be with you. Because you don't have to do anything with it. A lot of my clients come to me asking, what do I do when I feel upset? What do I do when I feel sad? And I usually surprise them by saying, nothing. Feel your feelings. You don't have to do anything with your feelings except feel them. But we don't do that. We don't like just sitting with our feelings. We want to do something. We want to take an action. We want to change our behavior. We want to do all the things differently. Instead of doing the most simple action we could do, feel our feelings. One of the ways I can tell that when a client hasn't been processing their feelings or allowing them is when they tell me that they just need to keep it together. It's usually a sign that they are ignoring their emotions or pushing them to the side to focus on something else in their lives, which is what moms are socialized to do. Women in general are socialized to ignore themselves and put others before them. And that is what we do even with our emotions. We put others' needs and others' emotions ahead of ours. And what I want you to see is that there's room for everybody. 
There's room for your children and your spouse and yourself for all of the emotions to be validated and made for, made room for. Another sign that you're not feeling your feelings is that you're having feelings on top of feelings. It's not that you're just feeling sad and overwhelmed with your um, you know, son's hospitalization. It's that you're feeling anxiety about those things as well as feeling those things. When a client says, I'm having anxiety about my overwhelm, that means they're ignoring the overwhelm. Or they'll say, I'm feeling very overwhelmed with my anxiety. They're not feeling the anxiety. Or you might have anxiety about your anxiety or your overwhelm about your overwhelm. The emotion itself is um, unnecessary. It doesn't matter. However, you could have all of these feelings and yet still not feel them. What matters is that you are feeling those things. If you're ignoring them or distracting yourself with something else, that's not a sign that you're processing your emotions. That is the opposite. When you're experiencing the heaviness of those emotions, the last thing you want to do is start adding more of them to the mix by layering them. You feel lonely, then you feel shame, then you feel judgmental, then you feel anger. Like you don't have to do all of that. You can avoid the compounding effects of all these emotions if you can recognize them first. Recognize the loneliness and just feel lonely. Just embrace the feelings that you have first. Notice them. Don't argue with yourself. Don't try to talk yourself out of it or calm yourself down in your brain. Calm yourself physically down. But you don't have to argue with you. You don't have to argue with your brain. You can just feel and breathe. Feel and breathe. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's the simplest way. Breathe and allow the discomfort of your feelings to sit with you during the hard time. And I promise you, it works on helping it hurt less. It makes it last shorter. All right, moms, I love you all so much. Thank you, and I'll see you next week. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Medical motherhood doesn't come with a manual, but I've created the next best thing. My one-on-one coaching program offers all the support and strategies you need to handle all the things that come up for us medical moms. Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free consultation to see how coaching can help you take everything from the podcast to the next level. You'll get free coaching and I'll take great care of you. I'll see you there.